Friday, 27th of October, 2023. Maybe today. On the following day, Paul went in with us to James, and all the elders were present. Acts 21, verse 18. In the previous verse, it noted that the missionaries had arrived in Jerusalem and that the brethren received them gladly. Now the narrative continues, saying, On the following day, Paul went in with us to James. This is now very close to Pentecost, which was Paul's intent from Acts 20, 16. Jerusalem will be filled with many pilgrims, and it will be a great time to remember the establishment of the church and the giving of the Spirit. It was at this memorable time that they had arrived and were now meeting with James. The highlighting of James, certainly James the Less, the brother of the Lord, gives sure proof of his office as the leader of the church and the true bishop or overseer of Jerusalem. This was seen in Acts 15 and nothing has changed in all the years since the gathering of that council. Along with him it next says, and all the elders were present. As the verb is imperfect, it means that they were arriving, not that they were sitting there in chairs like a Sanhedrin or governing council. Paul and the missionaries arrived for a gathering, while the elders of the church in Jerusalem were also gathering. This gathering and the words conveyed during it show that Paul and his apostolic ministry to the Gentiles were fully accepted by those in Jerusalem. There will be some points of life for Jews at that time that need to be worked through while this meeting is conducted. The reason for what is conveyed will be explained as the narrative continues, but it is to be remembered that these men lived during the time while the temple was standing and the temple's rights were centred on the law of Moses. Understanding this will help explain what will be discussed by these men. Life application. To this day, the ridiculous claim that Peter was the first pope is a central point of Roman Catholic teaching. Claiming Peter was the first Pope is completely unsubstantiated by any portion of the Book of Acts. It also cannot be justified by the Gospels or the Epistles without a complete twisting of what is said. This is important because it is one of the ways that the RCC claims it is the true and only valid Church. They claim an unbroken succession back to Peter making them stand out as bearing the authority of Peter's supposed seat as Pope. It is rubbish, and such things are thoroughly opposed to what Scripture proclaims. Despite many claims of this sort, there is no true Church, such as the Roman Catholics, nor is there a set line of those who held to the true faith during the years of the Church, while all others had apostatized as the Jehovah's Witnesses and certain Baptists claim. The scriptures have always been present and available for some in the church. It is from this precious word that proper doctrine and understanding of church matters are found. And just because a church has a copy of scripture, it does not mean it is faithfully following it. That is the case in the vast majority of churches in the world today. Having said that, being a Bible-believing Christian is not a requirement for being a saved believer. It is not something that determines whether a person will be taken at the rapture or not. Faith in the simple gospel alone is what marks a person as a believer. 
When a person believes, he is sealed with the Holy Spirit. A person who has been saved may never have read the Bible or even know it exists. Therefore, it cannot be a requirement of the faith to be a believer. Further, every person ever saved is on a different level of maturity in Christ. If acceptance of and adherence to Scripture were a requirement for salvation, there would be very few, if any, ever saved. Keep the theological boxes straight. It is acceptance of the Gospel that saves. Development in doctrine and maturity in Christ will come with learning and applying the Word of God to one's life after being saved. Think from a biblical context and you will cut out a lot of the fat of poor theology found in various teachings. Lord God, thank you for the simplicity of salvation. Jesus Christ has done the work. He died for our sins. He was buried and he rose again. In our believing this, we are saved. You have made it simple because we are dull. Help us to remember and share this simple gospel of hope. Thank you, O oh God, for the surety of eternal life because of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. The next day, Puri went with us to visit James. All the elders were there too. Acts 21 verse 18